A little tired. You're good. All right. Welcome back. It is another exciting edition of Danny Frank's Walks of Life, and we are here with none other than uh, Riverside County's own. Oh, no. No? San Bernardino County. San Bernardino County. Yeah. I'm sorry. San Bernardino County's own Gerardo <laughs> Alarcon. <laughs> the crowd goes wild every time. You know, um, they do go wild. It's nice to see you, man. Um, you are a very cool person. Thank you. One of the first people I met in comedy. Uh, and it's cool to see, like, we ha- I know we haven't seen each other in a couple months. Uh, it's always a pleasure to see you. But it's cool to see how far you've come and grown, man, just in the, the amount of time that we've known each other, you know? For sure. And yeah, like, I think the first time I met you, I was smoking weed at Hideaway. I believe, uh, yeah, that, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> that checks out. I used uh, to smoke way too much weed. Now I stop. It happens. It happens. I think... Uh, who are you in life if you don't have a couple things that you've grown <laughs> from and don't do anymore? Yep. I know I definitely used to do that a lot when I was younger, too. And now I have some jokes about not doing it anymore. And it's weird to, like, transition out of that lifestyle because it's still kind of in you. Yep. Right? Would, would you agree? Like, when even when you're not smoking weed, if you did when you were younger a lot, it's like the culture will always be alive in you. And you'll always kind of understand why people wear tie-dye or kind of <laughs> understand why, like... Most people think Legend by Bob Marley was the best Bob Marley album. Yeah. Most. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's crazy to think, yeah, that you don't do that anymore. I think when I met you, you were working out there um, at UPS, not too far from where we are oh, at now, actually. Mm-hmm. Now we're sitting in your office, not too far from there, but like way better circumstances, dude. And you're the yeah. manager now. and I'm an operations manager, yeah. Yeah, it's a manager. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Is this technical type of manager versus just a manager? But no, it's cool, man. Uh, now you're actually doing something that you want to. Like, oh yeah, um, it's pretty dope. Like, uh, I started working here when I was working at UPS. Yeah, and then uh, I was on set. I do lighting, by the way. Yeah, we should explain yeah. where we're at and what he does. Um, you know, though, before we get into that, yeah, uh, I, I'm sorry to steal the thunder away. You're good. But I wanted to mention something. Um, I. Yeah, I might be changing the format a little bit of the podcast, letting it grow and evolve a little bit. You know, as the natural thing progression of things typically are. Um, but if you have any comments or you know, is if there's anything that's working or not working for you, uh, please reach out to me on social media. You know, and please subscribe, leave comments, ratings, reviews. Let me know. Um, you know what your thoughts are. There's quite a few people tuning in from the U.S., but. Um, Quite a few people tuning in from around the world, and that's really cool. I'm not really sure, you know, which Reddit thread I dropped the link into to get that. <laughs> oh, you do that? Some uh, Dude, I'm not above any sort of promotion. No, yeah, for but sure. sometimes, yeah. Like, we tried to do that with our podcast, yeah. and we got shut down every time we tried to do yeah, that. Yeah, there's very few threads and groups on Facebook that will let you to, like, shamelessly promote, <laughs> yeah. but, like, there's a handful. Yeah. I'll, I'll invite you to the podcast community. I'm yeah, on dude. Facebook, too. Um. But yeah, so with that in mind, uh, there are a couple people I wanted to shout out and read um, the reviews for because it's really special. These are my first two reviews ever That's what's up, on man. a podcast ever, you know, and, and it may not mean a lot to you, but to me it is, you know, I uh, never expected to get five, five star reviews, let alone one. Yeah, dude. Um, so this first review I wanted to highlight um, comes from Paul Ant Verdugo. have a feeling I know who that is. Uh, <laughs> What's up, Paul? Good to hear from you. Uh, it says, highlighting real comedians. Uh, Danny doesn't mess around. <laughs> thanks, Paul. You don't mess around either. <laughs> Can't wait to have you on the podcast. Uh, but thanks for supporting, man. 
And then this next one is by a guy or girl. Yeah, guy or girl. Not really sure. Uh, username is cool, cool guys finish first. And uh, it says everyone has a story. Danny had a simple concept for this podcast to interview as many people as possible from many different walks of life. In these podcast episodes, he really tries to get to the core of his subject beyond the average chit chat. He's sincerely interested in learning and connecting with his subject. It's a refreshing view on a simple concept. Talk and listen. Damn. You just <laughs> created so many feelings in me. You, you have no idea, man. And, uh, or woman. Yeah. Whoever this is, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm glad you're enjoying the podcast, you know, and I hope to only keep getting it better. We've got quite a few people, you know, showing some interest in getting on here, and I'm going to do my best to get through every single person that I feel uh, needs to be heard. So, hell yeah, dude. Look out for new episodes. But with that in mind, I'm sorry, Gerard. No, you're good. I, I fucking love when people do podcasts, dude, because obviously right now is a good time to start a podcast. But yeah. um, to do a podcast takes a lot of fucking vulnerability and just guts. I don't know uh, other fucking synonyms of uh, <laughs> courage. Courage. <laughs> Like it, it takes fucking balls. It just that's another word for guts, but it's uh, it's not easy to do. Like I, I fucking sucked for a long. We did like three different podcasts before. I do Josh Rardo. Josh yeah. Rardo is another awesome podcast. Yeah. Uh, if you get a chance, the way I honestly was gonna have Gerardo on here anyway, <laughs> um, but a good incentive for me to have on, him on here sooner, <laughs> I guess, was uh, watching on Josh Rardo's Instagram page the. Uh, two to three minute audition tape yeah. that Gerardo put together. I got to say, dude, you did a damn good job on that. <laughs> it you. feels so much like my uh, janky ass <laughs> intro. Yeah. And I say that affectionately and lovingly, um, but it, uh, it did. And I kept watching it and laughing over and over <laughs> and just the little details of like what you're doing and acting like trying to stay in the frame yeah. for like one of those. Yeah. I just yeah. kept laughing at that. For I, some you know, reason. I had to fucking keyframe that whole thing. Cause did you like on, Adobe Premiere, yeah. Like we do the mobile device uh, setup, 1080 by 1080 uh, layout or mm -hmm. what is it, resolution? And so it's a wide screen for the camera I have. So like I I loved the part where I was like in the camera like That's, that. Yeah. So I keyframed the whole thing <laughs> to make sure that you could see my face. That's so funny, dude. Yeah, that little detail yeah. just had me cracking up, man. I thought it was so funny if I because I watched it take and I was like, oh, I should stare in the camera. <laughs> yeah, because I've noticed <laughs> some people do kind of do. That. <laughs> No, um, and that's the cool thing, though. I think the, I think if, not to say that there's a hidden meaning behind anything that I do, but I feel like the reason that I have everybody do that same intro uh, over and over again, a to have some sort of consistency yeah. amongst promotions and all that, but also too to kind of see their interpretation of the same exact thing, which is pretty much the point and the outcome of this entire podcast. Also, before we start, I should yeah. say, like, anything that I say, I'm an idiot, right? So, Oh, dude, me too. So don't judge me. If it me. ever sounds like <laughs> I'm trying to give advice or anything, just in the back of your mind, a natural response is going to be, this guy's an idiot. And that's true. So, I, think you're sh I think you're short selling yourself. You're not a complete idiot. But there's times where you'll feel that way. So I just want to get that out there. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm smart. Now, now that I said that, I'm really smart. <laughs> See that little Jedi mind trick where he tells yeah. you he's dumb so that you know that he's the genius in the room? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but what I was going to no, say, um, though, is that consistency is a yeah. big part of podcasting is what I hear. And granted, those ears are belong to an idiot. But 
No, I, I, I think this fact that we're sitting in your office right now, <laughs> you're not a complete idiot. But I, I get what you're doing. Yeah. You don't want to have like a million people hitting you up. Dude, trust me, I'm an idiot. Dude, like, <laughs> we, we yeah. got, and it was a sudden realization. This is recent, yeah. too, that I'm an idiot. Like, we got into like an argument on the podcast with Andrew, uh, what's his last name? Uh, Gomez. Andrew Gomez. Oh, yeah. And uh, after watching it back, dude, it was the most cringy thing of all time. And I was like, wow, I'm an idiot. <laughs> and now it feels better just to accept it. Well, I'm glad that you've learned some humility, I <laughs> yeah. guess. That's another thing that I think we all got to do eventually <laughs> in adulthood. It'll help you and behoove you to uh, realize that you're not always perfect. But All that being said, though, too, thank you for having me on your podcast. Oh, dude, my pleasure. Uh, absolutely my pleasure. Um, so I know we've kind of jumped around a lot, and I'm probably willing to bet that we've confused all of our listeners. Yeah, it is natural. That's, that's I'm a podcast, baby. That's what we do. That's podcast <laughs> life, baby. But uh, we'll get back on track. So real quick, Gerardo, yeah. explain to the people, who are you and what it is that you do here? Uh, I'm, my name is Gerardo Alarcon, and this is The Walks of Life. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, uh, uh, I, uh, I basically load out trucks for grip and lighting for different film and commercial and TV stuff. He yeah. works in the movies. Mostly music <laughs> videos right now. That's pretty Dude, cool, it's crazy man. how many rappers are shooting music videos right now. During the pandemic? Yeah. I just did a music... Is it cheaper or something? No, it's actually... It'd be more expensive, It's right? more expensive because labor rates are crazy high right now. Usually when I work on set, it's for $200 a day because yeah. of the lack of uh, experience I have, you know? Granted, I've been doing this for two years now, but $200 a day, I'm willing to take that because I'm learning every day. Yeah. Now... Dude, there's rates of five hundred to six hundred dollars a day. Wow, and it's just more experience. That, but also because there's nobody else on set really. So mm -hmm. like, usually you have like a crew of four dudes. If it's like a commercial, you know, it's like you got four grips. Now it's like you could only have two or three grips. Every shot, shoot that I've been on since the pandemic is just two grips. Because you have to work at like thirty percent of capacity or some some ratio like that, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, there's there's certain aspects like if you want to fly a twenty yeah. foot rag, you need to have a meat bag, which is just somebody watching that rag, preferably two on each end of the stick. All these fancy terms, man. The meat rag, <laughs> meat bag. <laughs> yeah, like what? That's it's not cool, a fancy though, man. Term. That's a dirty term. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's cool though. So, like, they're paying more if you can manage to get on set. Yeah, I don't on like working on set though. I like doing this. I just yeah. put in orders on our computer, and then I f load out the order, and then I drive it. And I just want to work like eight-hour days. I worked on set for a year and a half, basically. Yeah. And it's just too much, dude. I worked on set, tried to do comedy at the same time. Granted, I got funnier, but I think also because I'm sober. But I think that is a huge yeah. thing, actually. Um, but when I started working here, I was not sober. Yeah. Yeah. It but happens. I got sober. This is one of the main, you know, see, this is where I'm an idiot because I'm trying to think of a word, but impetuses, right? Is that a word? It's okay, dude. I love it. Give yourself some love. It's all right. Yeah. This is the one of the main <laughs> reasons why. Reasons. Why can't I just yeah. say reasons? Uh, I think you just did. <laughs> one of the main reasons why I got sober was here, you know? Yeah. Just because you wanted to excel at your job? I just or? didn't want to get fired again, dude. Yeah. I, I got fired from every job I fucking ever had. Such is the comedian's life, right? Like yeah, yeah. So many people that are in comedy can attest to that same story. Were there any, uh, I mean, do you feel like you deserve to be fired in a lot of those cases? Yeah, dude. Yeah? Do you have any funny stories about getting fired? Or Yeah, 
I mean, I do like there. Okay, the story that I was telling at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. I do lighting here. Yeah. So when I first worked here, I was working at UPS, and then also I was working at the Improv as a dishwasher. Cool. The Ontario Improv. Yeah. And, California. And I was also working at a gas station. I had three jobs when I started working here, and so I quit the gas station first, and then I quit uh, the Improv. But I was still working at UPS and working here. But there was one week where I got an opportunity to work on set for like three fifty a day. And I did it for a week. And then the next week on Monday, I went back to UPS and I drove out. It's like you drive a little tug around the fucking. Oh, I yeah. worked at the airport. So like in, you know, next to the airplanes and stuff, mm-hmm. I drove my tug out to the airplane and the supervisor was with my team and he looked at me and he said, what the fuck are you doing here? You know, yelled at me and then he drove me back out of the uh, complex in his little minivan. What? Yeah. And then, but because you're not allowed to not show up for a week. I called you in every day. Yeah, right? <laughs> but he said I needed to have some kind of medical note detailing why I couldn't show up. You're like, my doctor says it's cool, though, man. I don't yeah. know what you want from me. <laughs> my he doctor says I got a chill. better job. so Right. That's funny. And then I sent that guy a kissy face emoji afterwards. And that's how you quit? Yeah. Just <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's not exactly burning a bridge. I mean, the ball's really in his court. To accept that as he may. <laughs> yeah. Kissy face emojis are just hilarious, dude. That's so funny, man. Like, so was that your first time working on set while you were there? Um, My first time working on set was a Nike shoe uh, commercial thing. Yeah. And and then I got on a feature. So, like, a, I think a couple months later, I got on a feature for Michael Pfeiffer doing, like, a Lifetime movie. But was this while you were working at UPS? Yeah. And then so oh I showed up God. to I the. I can't imagine going back to like Papa John's after like the coolest fucking job ever. It was pretty dope though. Like yeah. going, I loved working at UPS. Yeah. Just driving around a tug all day. That's the best job there, man. A lot of people complain about that job because they get the ones where you have to lift heavy boxes all the time. Yeah. When you've got your own vehicle, that's I mean, cool. I'm a pretty good driver, dude. That's what I do mostly here too is just drive yeah. the trucks. And at UPS, they try to have everything equal like. We're going to let this dude drive today, all the loads or whatever, and then we'll let this guy drive today. But they would always have to choose me because I was arrogant and I was just a good driver. Yeah. Like, they knew it was going to get done fast. Dude, you can't argue with the results, right? Bro, driving is my fucking... I love... Do you like driving or no? Oh, I love driving, dude. Seriously, like, yeah. my car is 2015 Honda Civic. I have 217,000 miles on it. Damn. In that four-year period of time. That's yeah. what's up. I mean, comedy takes you everywhere, right? Yeah. Like that's and that's honestly what I can attribute it to the most, because like I don't really do much else outside of that. Yeah. Admittedly, though, yeah, even growing up, man, in high school, and I would say even as an adult, man, like one of my favorite things to do, especially lately during quarantine, although I'm running out of roads, is just to kind of go on a long drive and kind of get lost and see if I can memorize the area or see what I find. Yeah. Like I found myself going down Route 66 the other week. Um, found this little, like, weird <sighs> bottle tree farm. What is I a, think that's what it is. What's a bottle tree? Is that, like, an artificial tree? It's an artificial tree that is, like, basically the frame of a tree made out of metal. But instead of leaves, someone put, a, like, a hundred, or not even a hundred, hundreds and hundreds of bottles on these things. So you go out to the middle of the desert on Route 66, and I forget where it is. It's, like, way deep in the Mojave. You'd have no reason to be out there <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. Um, but just in the middle of nowhere, there's this random bottle tree farm. 
and I've been wanting to go back there ever since I randomly found it. But yeah, like it's always been a go-to thing for me when I'm feeling stressed out. And I guess just in California, you know, the open road is such a such a big thing in our culture. You know, like one of my favorite things to do is just go get lost. Mm-hmm. And I found some really really cool places as a result. Hell yeah! Whether it be Swamis and Encinitas or um, Hicksville Pines and Idlewild, I don't know. There's all kinds of cool stuff out there, waiting to be discovered. So. Kids, don't get into a <laughs> position where you got to get sober one day. Yeah. Just go take long drives. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's, it's way like, better for you. <laughs> yeah. Granted, you're not going to be like maybe as in-depth thinking as uh, psychedelics would do or whatever. But, I mean, you go drive around nature, you feel like you know something about life, you know? There you go. No, there's different ways to find enlightenment, I think, than just That's what it is, enlightenment. See, you're smart, dude. No, nah, dude. I'm, a, I'm right there with you where, like, I'm an occasional idiot. I yeah. just have a big vocabulary occasionally I like, when I, I can find the words. I <laughs> love being an idiot, though, dude. Because yeah. then I, I, know, I do know big words, but I like misusing them. Idiot is such a subjective term, though. You know it's a I mean? safe term, though, right? I can't say that I'm a tard the, with the Not R. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he just did though. But no, like you know, you know what I'm saying when I say <laughs> Gerardo Alarco. No, <laughs> no, I do. Yeah. Um, Kids in school used to call me retardo. <laughs> That's so horrible. Yeah. Did that bother you? Uh, Where'd you grow up, by the way? Did, were you always out here? Yeah, I was born in Colton and then moved to Rancho at like six years old. Right on. And then you've always been in Rancho since then. Yeah, I mean, then I moved to Sherman Oaks for two years, and then I moved to uh, Glendale for like six months, and now I've been in Claremont for like a year and three months. Right on. Do you have a preference for any of them? Dude, Claremont's the shit. Claremont is really nice. It's a nice little hidden gem of a city. I love Claremont. Their downtown area is really cool. They have the shout-out to Deluxe out there, Chelsea. Um, I know the owners of Deluxe out there. Uh, or the kids, the owners, Chelsea and Justine Brown. Yeah, from Summer Twins. What? Where's Deluxe? Is it off of uh, Indian Hill? Yeah. Well, you know where that little folk music center is. Yep. It's literally the store to the left of it. Dude, I used to go to Cal Poly Pomona. Yeah. And they had a uh, Grapes of Wrath. I was in the theater department. Cool. And they had Grapes of Wrath, and they had me be the guitar guy. So I was basically like Woody Guthrie on stage. <laughs> That's rad. And but they had uh, Jim and Leo from the folk store were my band basically that's so cool. and i learned a lot about music from them yeah that's right you play guitar right yeah i play guitar do you play other instruments bass i played a banjo in grapes of wrath very cool man but yeah i've been trying to make beats recently yeah yeah do you have like a dj controller or is it just all i have a DAW system like a fruit loops that's crazy but dude. yeah dude it's I, I made beats before but off somebody else's ableton uh on their computer but now it's like I make music. I have a fucking 24 channel mixer. You know, you made a really cool uh, EP. I don't know what to call it. You had a yeah. couple tracks album that you released. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's an EP. Yeah. Kind of, technically, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of songs that I was working on. And then I'd say like four songs that I made during quarantine. Yeah. So you were making music before quarantine. Had yeah. That sober song, like in the song, I say like, I'm going to relapse when I hit a year sober. I made that when I was six months over. Everybody go check this out on Gerardo's <laughs> social media. By the way, what's your handle for everybody out there on Instagram? It's Geloldo, G-E-L-O-L-D-O. But yeah, the only two songs up there still are Coronavirus, Diss Track, and uh, Sober. Why'd you take them down? 
I I don't know. I just I like having things in order. I like things right just on. being funny. I know? feel you. It's so not. I put it up thinking that I was going to take it down. You know. Yeah. But all the podcast clips are up still. I was thinking about leaving up all the songs, but I don't know. Some Why of them not, are. Man? They're all a reflection yeah. of you. They're yeah. all good. I don't like having any personal stuff on Instagram. I just like having my really? comedy. Yeah. I go back and forth. When I first started comedy, I think I was really into the idea of showing the real side of me. You yeah. know what I mean? And then I realize as time goes on, like, there's a lot of vulnerable stuff you don't necessarily yeah. want the world to know. And Bro, like, it's not the message. Facebook you- memories? Oh, yeah, The yeah. saddest shit of all time, dude. <laughs> like, the shit that I used to just put, and there's no likes or comments on it. Oh, dude, yeah, that's that's me in a I'm nutshell. I'm just sad. The old stuff. <laughs> just like, what a cry for help. No wonder you got into comedy eventually. <laughs> or even, like, complaining about homework. Like, I'm just not going to do this homework. Fuck my teacher. It's so funny, man. And then there's no likes or comments. And then, like, little, like, you used to, like, flirt with girls. Like not on DMs or anything. It was just over your walls on Facebook. Oh, dude! And seeing even, those is just like, Ugh. yeah, I don't even want to talk or I don't even want to <laughs> think about yeah. too much of my old self with females and yeah, just uh, uh, yeah, you're not the only idiot, dude. Don't trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what, dude? That's life. You know, nobody starts out perfect. You grow into it. Yep. We're getting there. <laughs> And even then, you don't strive. You don't strive for perfection, right? Just progress. Yeah. Well, yeah. Progress is attainable. Perfection progress, is not, not perfection, right? Is that the word? The same? Yeah. Yeah, because perfection is this like nebulous idea that you'll never actually get to. Well, all things. Whereas you can gauge if you're getting better. Yeah. Generally. Well, with sobriety, all things are perfect in God's world. Oh, right? throwing a bunch of program talk. Isn't I always feel weird about talking about this? I stuff. don't give a fuck um, talking about it. We, you know, one of the first podcast yeah. ideas, or the first podcast idea, me and Josh had was uh, AA foo. That's so funny. Isn't one of the big things about AA that you're not supposed to talk about it though? Yeah, but who's but then you stop look it? on like YouTube and there's a shit ton. Yeah, well, of the thing is, you can't represent AA. That's the whole thing because ah, okay. if unless you're dead, if you wrote a book about AA and you died sober, yeah, then that can become a, officially a part of AA. Because me and you can fucking relapse right now. And so if, if I represented AA in any way, then I represent basically somebody that failed in the right. AA while I'm alive. But if I die sober and I had some fucking thing about AA that was, I don't know. Like, what is that one book that Jim, is it Jim or who is it? <laughs> uh, Bill? Bill. Uh, in the uh, in the something about Bill's something, it's like a fucking daily thing. Bill's story, Bill's story. I forget what it is, but I don't know. I've, yeah, <laughs> that I, I, somebody explained it to me, and it fucking got filtered through my idiot brain. Where I I figure like if you if you're sober and you die, then it's like you are a good representation of AA. But if you relapse. Or if you're still alive, you have the ability to relapse, basically. And anything you said can lead people down the wrong path or something. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, there's something I don't like about AA, but I, I, it always has helped me. It's never done anything wrong to me. So do you feel comfortable talking about this stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah? All right. I just don't want to pry or break a boundary. You seem pretty open, though. Um, what Do you mind if we talk about like what led you to that realization? Yeah, no. Like, like, so the were reason- you always planning on being sober? No, I did a DMT in 2018, February of 2018. And coming out of my DMT trip, I mean, when I did can you tell start you, comedy? 
I started comedy when I was 24, December 3rd of 2014. Okay. And, um, so doing comedy. Yeah. When I did DMT, mm-hmm. I fucking coming out of DMT. Like I could tell you about DMT, but it's just the same jargon basically. But when I was coming out of my trip, I fucking kept repeating to myself, like, I don't need to smoke. I don't need to drink. I don't need this. I don't need that. You know? And then I continued to smoke weed and get drunk for like six months. And then I got sober September 21st of 2018. And did you have like a rock bottom or like a moment? No, I literally like, like, uh, like what I started dating Lara and uh-huh. she got me to go to AA. And then while I was going to AA, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. I never knew it existed. You know, I just never knew that AA was, a. I always thought that was somewhere you can go to get drunk as dumb as that sounds, you know? Because I remember one time when you I, go to AA to get drunk. <laughs> I went to back to the grind because they had yeah. a, they have a mic there Mondays when everything was normal. Yeah, um, and I showed up early one day and I saw like do not enter AA meeting in progress. Yeah, and I saw a bunch of fucking alcoholics basically down there. Yeah, and I was thinking like, oh, what the fuck? They they're like they're wild here. They get drunk out here. You know what I mean? And that's literally the thought I had at the open mic. And so you assumed like, well, if this yeah. is what their mics look like. Their meetings must be crazy. <laughs> and then the first meeting I yeah. ever went to, I was like dropping my chip and shit the fucking first day. Like I got offered to go to an AA meeting. Yeah. And then that day I just didn't drink or smoke all day. And I realized how hard it was. And then over time I realized how I think about fucking weed every day. Like even today I've thought about weed, you know? Yeah. Regardless of what way it is, I thought about it today, you know? And every day since I've been sober, I've thought about drinking or smoking. Which is, uh, I think, the big misconception for a lot of people that get sober or thinking about getting sober. Uh, Like the thoughts and ideas don't go away. You don't wish them away. You know, it's not like a magic spell where it all (laughs) disappears, unfortunately. Uh, You still deal with it and still deal with the world. It doesn't make the world easier. Yeah. Um, but it, it is kind of a framework in a lot of people's eyes and there's other ways of going about recovery and self-improvement, but a lot of people swear by it, uh, and living this weird structured way somehow yeah. produces a lot of good results. Yeah. Um, but again, we are not representatives of this program. <laughs> no, I mean, and we're just two guys talking. I may have gone through this in the past. I may have not mostly may. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know it. Uh, it actually helped me change my life around a lot too, because I was a young, crazy kid that used to get drunk and crazy and yeah. black out all the time and go do that for fun and didn't really get a lot done in life. And then it's crazy when you stop doing that stuff. Like you realize, like, oh my god, wasted so much time not achieving things. Also, I think a, a rock bottom moment I had too was yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, I did a podcast with Ernesto Ledesma. Yeah, he has a Who's From That this Cat podcast as well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Who's That Cat? The, his podcast, mm-hmm. and we did an uh, episode outside of uh, the Ice House, and he brought up jail, and I was like, "Oh, dude, I don't want to talk about that." And it was a fucking awkward ass ending to the podcast. Why? Because it was just the weirdest thing. Like, because it was the I one thing you to, would not go into. <laughs> yeah, I had been to jail. Yeah, for drinking too much and being in public um and first i forget what what he said but he said something about like have you have you ever been to jail and i don't know why i just didn't say no if i didn't want to talk about it but i was just like oh i don't want to talk about that dude it's like the sketchiest Made a big thing. deal out of it yeah, yeah. that's off limits but we were stoned <laughs> as fuck like yeah. we were super high 
And then uh, right after I finished that podcast, I went to go see Lara, and yeah. she she told me that every time she sees me, I'm stoned as fuck, and like, or I'm drunk. Like she met me with at an open mic, and I was drunk every time, and so that kind of opened my eyes. And then when I was in the program at the beginning, I kept firing my sponsors, like <laughs> over and over and over again, dude. That's so funny. like I, I just I kind of like learned patience. I kind of le- learned acceptance mostly, and just. A fucking variety of things from being yeah. sober. Granted, I did learn a lot from being fucked up a lot, too. You know? I got street smart, baby. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, well, I mean, do you regret it, though? The getting sober? Yeah. No. It had to happen. Right? Hell no. Like Life's easier, right? Life is uh, better sober. Yeah, easier is a bad word. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. Better. It's not easy for sure, but yeah. I, it's so much easier just to hit a homie and get smoked out, you know? Like, I haven't smoked in this long. Smoke me out for the first time. It's free. You know what I mean? Right. I don't have to pay for it. It's convenient. Uh, I'll probably just have to worry about a place to pass out at, you know? Yeah, but it's not just for people that go through these programs typically, right? Like, it's not, it doesn't end there typically. Yeah. You don't just do it one time. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I keep trying to chime in but this is really your perspective <laughs> also no but, but to the to sobriety too it's like the first couple weeks of quarantine i did dmt again did you yeah but i realized that i didn't really need it and i was just doing it out of sport you know yeah and so i had like a fucking kind of a rude awakening then but it's also like a beneficial awakening where i was like the first time i did dmt i thought to myself like nothing matters you know like like fucking what's dmt like i've never done it's i don't insane. know what that's about really it's insane it's that's the joe rogan drug I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just uh it's just an elaborate dream that you can remember basically every second of so you're awake yeah but like do you hallucinate yeah hardcore hallucinations so like you're completely but immersed it's not in hallucination? it's not like this door is going to open and somebody comes through the door it's like you're not in this room at all so you're in the completely different dimension. <laughs> yeah, basically, is like, what it feels like. Yeah. I don't know what happens, but it's it's bananas. And everything just makes sense. Everything that you hear is like, I've always felt this way. Something I kept telling myself is like, wow, I've always felt like this. I just yeah. never could explain it, you know? And then just like every other explanation kind of leaves your mind at the time. And I, the first time I did it, I forgot what I did. I When I woke up, like... I thought that we had got bombed. It was around the time where Trump and North Korea were having that thing. So <laughs> I literally horrible. grabbed my homie's shoulder and I was like, Trump, North Korea is what I said. And then I kept freaking out. And he was He's laughing. Like, Not yet, dude. Wait, <laughs> just give it time. I kept no. laughing and he was freaking out and he was like, bro, sh- like chill. You did. You just did DMT. And then I was like, oh, does that last a long time? The trip is like 10 to 15 minutes, but I, I was fucked up for like 30 minutes, dude, because I just kept saying it over and over that we all feel this way. We all feel this way. Like I just kept like a maniac. I just kept saying it because it's amazing. It's it's incredible. Like so, it's a euphoric feeling. Yeah, but it's also yeah. it's everything, dude. It's everything you could feel all at once. It's euphoric. It's the scariest thing you've ever fucking done in your life. For reals, it's like the scariest thing. Well, it's only it's like a naturally occurring thing inside of us that only gets released at death and birth, right? Yeah. That's insane. So whatever this thing is, this chemical that gets released because of DMT, I've heard, is uh, what a lot of people feel create these out-of-body experiences when people are dying, right? 
Yeah. And you weren't freaked out by all this, dude? I, Bro, it that took me so way long. too intense. <laughs> it took me so long to do it. Like, the day yeah. of, like, I was on uh, my PS4 chatting with my homie Matt. And he, right when he got on, he was like, yo, you, I just did DMT today. Yeah. It was amazing, you know? And then and this was the first time you'd even thought about it in a while, right? No, or I've thought about DMT for a, for a long while, you know? Yeah. And uh, me, you know one of my old friends Robbie we would think about doing adrenochrome because we thought like the fucking elite pedophiles were doing it I don't even know what that is dude what's adrenochrome that <laughs> it's sounds a, like apparently a part of your brain but what I mapped it out to be was just like oh I think adrenochrome is DMT whatever I don't know how I thought that I'm an idiot you know sounds like a Mad Max sequel. <laughs> Go on. but like the dream molecule you know that's yeah. that's what uh, DMT is referred to I guess as the spirit molecule whatever it is but my homie said that he had some and I was like, can I, I'll fucking give you like 10, 15 bucks, whatever you want. Like, let me come do it right now. Yeah. And he's like, all right, go ahead and come over. I sat there in like on the floor with the, a bong in my lap for like 10 minutes. You smoke it out of a bong? That time I did, yeah. yeah. But like I sat there for like 10 minutes just like, fuck, what am I doing? What am I, like it's the craziest thing when you're experiencing it. Like about to do it, you know? Yeah. I can't imagine the pressure, <laughs> dude. And then I, I, I can't do that. That's I'm sorry. Go on though. You no, know, you can trust me. <laughs> I'm sure I can, yeah. but like I just that's a lot of fear to get over. I and like I just don't have that inkling. I never but thought. Your own. Yeah, I never thought that would happen. I thought yeah. I would be like fucking. Let's go, dude. Where's the fucking road? I'm driving. You know. Yeah. But I did it the first time, and I felt this immediate, just like shrooms feeling, where you're just like, whoa. That's crazy. immediate. You know. And then, but I didn't like break through. My homie kept asking me if I was, if if he could see me or whatever. And I was like, what? I just felt paralyzed. I was like, yeah, I'm right here, you know. Yeah. And then I did it again, and there was a guitar in front of me, and the guitar kind of like statically broke, and I was like, whoa, that was a trip. It was like static was behind it, and it kind of like ripped and then came back. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. But the second time, when I did it the second time that night, mm -hmm. I told my friend like, look, if I if it doesn't happen right now, dude, I don't want to do it again. Don't let me do it again, you know. So the second time it happened, like that fucking guitar thing. And then for hours we were just watching like Terrence McKenna <laughs> and fucking <laughs> looking at DMT stuff. And I was like, bro, let me fucking do it, you know? Yeah. And his dad had showed up at the time, like in between all that. So we had to go to the backyard and I was facing four trees and sitting in like a lawn chair. And uh, I was like taking all the advice we took from Terrence McKenna and all that those videos we were watching. Yeah. You had to hit it three times. And fucking like hold it in and exhale like slowly, whatever it is. And so like I hit it once, held it in, and it was just like like that same fucking sinking feeling of paralysis was coming over me. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it, I had to hit it again, you know? So I went for the second time, I hit it again. And then when I exhaled, I started coughing hard, you know? And then I fucking like vomited like crazy <laughs> in this dream world, you know? Yeah. I fucking like, I Aztec warrior vomited, you know? Like. <laughs> gold just like you know so funny. and like i heard a crash and so i thought that i had broke the bong right but my homie i guess grabbed the bong when i fucking just drifted off and i guess like just a little spittle came out because i was coughing yeah but to me it was like an insane amount of puke and my lawn chair just like shot back like fucking three miles you just like felt like a crazy like feeling of just like g-force or whatever that's insane and then i opened my eyes uh -huh. And the four trees in front of me were like digitally rendered and they look trippy as fuck. And then like a fast cut to the, the sky. And I just saw like this black tunnel mm -hmm. with like this 
like lantern, this dude holding a lantern above the tunnel, like that. You know that uh, Led Zeppelin four cover on the yeah. inside. It was just like that. You know how you could like hold that to the mirror and it's like a wolf. Yeah. It was that dude with the lantern like that above this black hole. That's crazy. That and, sounds scary as fuck. Yeah. To be honest, <laughs> it was crazy. And then yeah. I, I, and then I, uh, my homie, I had, I had let it happen on by Tim and Paula. Yeah. And my homie was trying to fuck with me, and he brought the phone closer to my ear. Yeah. And it was at the part where it kind of like breaks in the music, like, whatever. And so I woke up like crazy, and then I fucking was walking around, and I was still in this dream world, but I was walking around. And then I, my homie was this guy that I was talking to and asking all these questions. Yeah. But in real life, I, I woke up, and I just kept saying, I'm sorry I broke your bong. I'm sorry I broke your bong. I'm sorry I broke your bong. And I was walking around saying that. But in between every single time I said that, I was talking to this guy and asking him questions about life and everything. It was insane. That is insane, man. It's that's so crazy. crazy. Yeah, that, that that and then the whole like Trump thing happened, and and that's basically my first DMT trip in a nutshell. And then the second time, I was just in this DMT waiting room. Yeah. Where I was looking at the ceiling in my apartment, and I was like, "Holy shit! I forgot what this feels like, and I never want to do this again." And I thought to myself, like, you know, the first time, like I said. I thought nothing matters. Like that's the answer I got to every question I had. No, none yeah. of it matters, you know. This is like a short fucking existence we have, or whatever. I'm an idiot, but you know, it's funny is I remember you telling me this. I think years ago, <laughs> yeah. it was out of context, and then you explained the context. But I remember showing up to the hideaway, and I think you told me like, "Dude, none of it, none of it matters." I was like, "What? None of it? None of it matters?" I was like, "What?" <laughs> But it, yeah, and you'd eventually go on to like explain the context. And I was like, if do you feel like you came away from that with any other insight, and knowledge, or wisdom? Yeah, dude. Like everything that I, all these fucking, so it was worth it. Yeah, all these insecurities I had, dude, just vanished. Like, yeah, why have those if they don't matter? You know, none of it matters. Like that kind of stuff. Granted, but I mean, you still had to go do some personal work after this to yeah. get rid of that stuff. Right? Yeah. Like I said, after I did DMT, yeah. I still had my friends in my life that I always went to and we always hang out. We'd always smoke weed. We always drink. Whenever I went to a comedy show, I'd always have to have a beer, like all that stuff. <laughs> but I would always have to be stoned, like hard yeah. stoned. And then it just wasn't working anymore. You know, like I, I would just get sad if I yeah. drank or if I got stoned. I would just be this miserable, miserable person, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, like I said, I went to AA and it kind of like, did it open your eyes? To I, I was way or? more, <laughs> I was way more into getting sober than I was into getting fucked up again. Yeah. Cause I can get fucked up, dude. You know? Yeah. No, a lot of people that benefit from those, uh, benefit from those programs, dude. Like that's, what's good about it is like you meet people that have also been there and have, you know, had this crazy abnormal tolerance to things. Usually yeah. that's usually a sign. Like when you're like, what do you mean? Nobody else can keep up with me. Like, well, <laughs> how much you doing really? Yeah. Like, look at yourself, you know, but it's a very personal question that a uh, personal realization that people have to arrive to. But yeah, it seems that a lot of people find a better way of living for sure. Yeah. Through this stuff. Yeah, dude. So I imagine you don't regret being that, sober yeah nah going for that dude i i love it like i won't say any names but there's a lot of a lot of people especially during fucking quarantine yeah that have messaged me asking about like sobriety and stuff and i i'll talk to them dude i'll 
I'll give him my ear. I'll give him my thoughts. I'll just tell the same thing I just told you right now, basically. Um, it's not easy, all that stuff. Like, it's worth it. I'd like, I, I will be a big advocate for people getting sober, you know? Same, dude. But I will never push it on anyone. Yeah. If anything, I'll just be chilling with you while you're getting fucking wasted, you know? But if you're talking to me about, like, you think you have a problem or something, then I'll tell you what happened to me. And, like, I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not going to embellish it. That's that's cool, man. Like, I could have told you that I went to AA because I fucking needed it and I hit rock bottom and stuff. But that's not the truth. Like, the truth is nobody in AA believed I wanted to get sober because I was forced to go there by a girl, basically. You know? Yeah. But somehow, some way, I found my own way in AA, you know? I feel like a lot of people... Um like on a court card or they call it a wife card. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of people that accidentally find out about like self-improvement stuff in general and don't realize like how massively beneficial it is for you to just kind of rein it in on yourself, you know? Um, Cause a lot of times too, the reason that you're getting so messed up is because you're so frustrated that you're not meeting your own potential. Yeah. You know? And if you keep putting, you keep, putting alcohol on all that like it's not going to make it any easier yeah at all contrary to what you know your body might make you feel like yeah it's not um that's awesome man so it's good to hear that you've kind of changed your life around and we're yeah. sitting in the results of it i the, guess if you're if yeah. we're in your office yeah it Mr. was manager it was so crazy dude like all the things i told myself while getting sober yeah they started to happen and i was like that's fucking wild dude I told myself that I would be the right-hand man of the owner of yeah. Blackstone. And before you knew it, dude, like, the other dude quit. Like, there was a falling out. Uh, I the fucking, world aligned itself yeah. for this to happen, right? Dude, I, I like, my sp- and also by the guidance of my sponsor. Yeah. My sponsor told me, like, look, if you're not working there enough, then get another job. So I did that. I got a job at In-N-Out in Glendale. Mm-hmm. And I worked there for a week. And then my boss hit me up and was like, look, I need to know if you're going to be here or not. I was like, well, have me work more and I'll be there all the time. And so I quit in and out that day. Hell yeah. And it's so funny because my sponsor <laughs> till st- still tells me about that. You know, he, whenever he hears my progress, he's always like, you know, remember when you worked at in and out dude? Imagine working there still or whatever, at, which was pretty cool, the free food, you know? Yeah, but nobody wants to stay at it. Well, I don't know. They make a good living, yeah. actually. But it's not fulfilling. Like, it's not for you. Yeah. It wasn't what you were yeah for right and also that whole like i was i've been working in restaurants for like eight or nine years before i got this job did you ever work at a pizza place i i mean i worked at the universal studios and there was a place called luigi's and i worked there for like a couple months counts yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes i fucking love pizza dude especially during quarantine bro the portal at little caesar's you ever did that Never done the portal. What's that? Welcome to the new world, dude. What's the portal at Little Caesars? It's a little app on your phone. You can, like order the pizza and then you just walk into the Little Caesars, like scan the, your phone on the thing and you grab your pizza and you walk out. How weird. It's the future of pizza. I might do that on the way home right now. Cutting out the middlemen, cutting out all the delivery drivers. How strange. <laughs> Never thought we'd get to that point. No, I have not done that yet. Um, I will definitely check it out. <laughs> Do you like Little Caesars? That's a controversial. Subject. I don't know, dude. I, I honestly, I used to work for Papa John's, and I worked at BJ's for a little bit, and uh, you know, so I have a very particular taste. And yeah. uh, you know, you know who makes the best pizza? Honestly, Do you want me to guess? Do you want me to guess? Yes. Uh, round table. Domino's. Really? I will make you one day, dude. I will order you the best pizza in the world, and it is from Domino's. Um, but it is like a six cheese blend. 
you have to use like a white wine uh, garlic sauce that they use as the base instead of marinara. Um, really, one day I'll release the the, <laughs> the I guess the re- the recipe <laughs> yeah, of what Wait, to so, order. Oh, yeah. so you order that it, that way? Yeah, yeah. I have a very oh. special pizza that I order from. What if the dude that works there sucks? No, no matter oh, what, really? dude. Anywhere in Southern California. I like how fast you said no. Yeah, because I know exactly <laughs> what I want and how to make it, dude. Yeah. And I will communicate it to them. <laughs> and it's a little annoying. And it's kind of an expensive pizza, but it is the best pizza out there. Dude, I'm down. I will get that for you one day, dude. Seriously. Hell yeah. I'll post that. Um, we're getting a little off, but, you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world because that. Uh, I have a question for you. important stuff for you. Yeah. Do you always try to do an hour-long podcast? I try to keep it between 30 minutes to an hour, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. You should make it longer, dude. We could, but I feel like I want to leave people wanting more. I mean, I'm not saying just for me. Yeah, leave people wanting more is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you know what? I initially designed it with with that length in mind, Mm -hmm. thinking about my own drive times and stuff like that and what works out perfectly. Sometimes you just need like 40, 45 minutes of something in the background while you're driving somewhere and yeah. felt like this was a good uh good amount but i don't know i can tell we're going to be talking more because i don't want to <laughs> cut any of this out you we'll can see, cut man. out whatever you want like the dmt trip dude that's always the most fucking annoying thing to listen to is somebody's dmt trip <laughs> no i mean but it's part of who you are man. that's true you know that's and true. It, it's part of your story you know you went from create no offense but you went from like goofball stoner to like responsible sober man (laughs) and like that's not a crazy uncommon story also i I think it's kind of important for people out there to see because i gotta compliment you the first episode you have with jay light yeah you you know you were always saying like sorry or like complimenting him god yeah it's so funny because he was like he told you you were gonna do it and you still did it but dude you've gotten really good at interviewing thank you i don't know if i've already said that i did right but you told me before. a little bit before we oh, recorded, okay. I think. And thank you, man. I, yeah. I'm trying. Uh, I feel like I've getting, I've gotten better. But if you disagree or if you agree, please leave comments. Yeah. Let me know. <laughs> I want feedback. Yeah, um, but thanks, dude. Yeah, like it's funny because Jay, Jay's a good guy. And he's like one of my good friends, I would say. Probably one of the people I'm closest to in life and in comedy believe it or not. And uh, I think he knows a lot of my flaws a lot better than other people. Yeah. So he can call it out. And you listen back to that episode, and it's almost like two brothers um, shooting the shit. But like, <laughs> he definitely knows my idiosyncrasies. Yeah. It's funny to hear him call it out. But I feel like since then, too, I've gotten a lot of those under control. Yeah. I don't apologize or, you know, thank people excessively anymore. And, uh, yeah, just got to let you know – it. No matter what, even if it's not a drug issue, um, if you want to be better, a better version of yourself, you can be. Yeah. You know, and uh, I think, you know, part of the reason we made this podcast or I made this podcast, I should say, was because I remember listening to podcasts when I was younger and kind of like, you know, out of, out in the middle of the ocean, unsure of which direction to go into in life, trying to figure it out. And I remember listening to like Mark Marin. Um, the champs, old Felipe Esparza stuff. Uh, you made it weird. All these old podcasts that, um, ended up being tremendously influential on my life, you know, and you never know whose story is going to inspire you or who might make you feel like, Oh, maybe there is someone out there that gets me. Yep. And I'm glad to hopefully be a venue for that for somebody out there. 
So if you hear an episode that inspires you, again, <laughs> leave a comment. Leave God a comment. <laughs> Why not? Um, so yeah, we've gotten way off, but I mean, at the same time, I, we haven't because we have learned a lot about you and your journey and your arc, and yeah. uh, it's cool, man. If you can go back in time, you know, and tell your younger self a bit of wisdom that might help him a little bit on the way, making this journey a little bit easier. Is there anything that comes to mind, the sort of advice that you might give? Yeah, just, uh, I think I would tell myself just to, to chill out, dude. I was a very energetic kid, dude. Yeah. Like way too much energy all the time. I still do. I'm very hyper a lot. But uh, when I was younger, I would get in trouble all the time only because I couldn't like keep my mouth shut or just like just relax. Like I punched somebody in the face by accident once and I got suspended. I did that twice. Actually, I punched a girl in the chin because she had the ball, you know, like when I was I forget, like in elementary school. And I was like, oh, I realized I fucked up when I did it. But it's like, why Why did I go through all that trouble just to get a ball? Like, we're all playing around. Yeah. But, like, why, why did I Hadouken her fucking chin by accident, you know? So you're always a little bit extra. Yeah. Right on. So it'd probably be a little less extra, extra, dude. <laughs> For sure. I mean, and that and just nothing matters. Just don't fucking just take keep that in mind, kid. Yeah. Don't worry too much. Yeah, yeah, nothing matters. Also, try to do comedy a lot earlier because, you know. Do you feel like you, you started too late? Dude, I just knew that I was, I always knew that I was like an, a creative person. Yeah. But I could never, I didn't know that that's what the, I guess the archetype was like creative. That's what this is, you know? Yeah. I just never knew that was what it was. Like, I remember I forced my mom to let me go to guitar classes and I was like, I'll pay for it however I fucking have to. I was fed up. I need up. this. <laughs> I was so fed up at one point, dude, where I, everything I would try to do, like, you know, this is a younger me speaking right now. Yeah. Everything I would try to do, like they would, they would like reinforce that it was the wrong thing to do, you know? But I knew that after watching my uncles play guitar, like my whole life, I was like, that's what I want to do right now. So when I was 13, I told her like, Look, I'll fucking pay for it however I have to. I didn't say the F word, but <laughs> I said I'll pay for it however I have to. Like, I started mowing lawns for other people. I started, like, washing people's cars. I had, like, a flyer that I handed out that said Jerry's on it. My mom tells my brother about this all the time. Like, I had this lawn mowing and car wash service called Jerry's, which <laughs> is funny. very embarrassing. But Why Jerry's, by the way? Because Gerardo, my... Ah, uh, uh, like, gotcha. Okay. I, you know, I went to school in a predominantly white neighborhood, so everyone called me Jerry. Really? Yeah. And then around like high school, I cut that shit off, and I said Gerardo. You know, and then the people that knew me from way back when would always call me Jerry. Like to this day, like I'll get DMs from people that moved around the country just to check in on me or whatever from elementary school and shit, and they'll always say, "What's up, Jerry?" You know, it's gelato. We're <laughs> denying my existence <laughs> yeah. and my heritage right now. But yeah, yeah. I uh, I forced myself to go to guitar classes. I only took three classes, yeah. but I got a shit ton of paperwork from those classes. And then so I fucking just sat in my room all day and was like learning how to play guitar. And I sucked, dude. I sucked oh, for dude. the longest time until like probably two years ago. It was when I realized like I'm a little I'm a, I'm a little good at guitar, dude. But yeah, it's it's a journey though to get to get decent at guitar you have to accept that you're gonna suck for a long time and it's good that you made that uh realization that you weren't good so that you can be good because I, I was in the same boat it took me a long yeah. time to realize like oh i'm terrible yeah. you only know the beginning of most <laughs> yeah. songs you know like that and also like i never learned how to play other people's songs i always no? just learned how to make my own music 
So yeah. like I know like certain songs that are super easy to play, you know. Yeah. And then also certain songs that I've fucking loved my whole life was like uh what that one uh man, the the Led Zeppelin song the ding 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 that one? That's so funny. Heartbreaker, the ocean. I learned honestly a lot of Led Zeppelin songs just by ear. Dude, Jimmy Page. Over the hills and far away. I love Led Zeppelin. You have no idea since I was a kid. Yeah, dude. All their DVDs. They're incredibly cinematic. Yeah. Live concert DVDs. It was so good. Yeah, dude. I remember the first time I saw Led Zeppelin was in my uh 11th grade um what's it called technical production class like mm-hmm. i was i was a theater nerd like for high school and college and uh mr shorts showed me he was like that's what happens when you play drums and do cocaine and i was like what because i was you know i was friends <laughs> with my teacher you know yeah. like i would always hang out in his class like ditch other classes and sit in that class yeah and he was watching John Bonham play drums, and it was Led Zeppelin. And I, I never, I've heard the songs. Obviously, you can't go your whole life without hearing a Led Zeppelin song. Most people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was him playing Moby Dick, his drum oh, solo. Oh, it's such a good. <laughs> and I was just laughing because you know, you know, the animation of my teacher, uh, like in the saying, like this is what happens when you do cocaine. Yeah, I learned so two funny. things: cocaine and Led Zeppelin that day. Little did he know that both would play an integral part in his <laughs> yeah. development. No, yep. <laughs> That's funny, man. Um, all right. Well, if you had any advice that you could give out to the world in general about uh, helping them get along on their journey a little bit easier, is there anything that you might say? It's Don't do cocaine. That too, yeah. <laughs> Don't do cocaine. Or drums. It's yeah. a terrible instrument. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? I... Uh, it's so weird to ask that question right now, yeah. Because like nobody has the answers, but I know we're in the the mid yeah. of a pandemic and like this giant cultural shift <laughs> yeah. and like daily historical changes. Like yeah. it's that's what's weird about right now, right? Like yeah. anything could happen hour to hour, and it wouldn't be that like surprising. Like when they started announcing like curfews <laughs> two hours after the fact, I'm like, oh. Yeah. You finally lost it, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I would. I think I would tell people just to listen. Yeah. Like, I find listening is an important part of comedy, obviously, but also just listening is an important part of just communication. You yeah. Know? I I do it a lot where I think of something I'm going to say before I'm done listening to somebody, but like in theater, I always learned like listening is an act. You know, like it's also a courtesy. It's it's but it's it, everything kind of embodies listening you know just go outside and fucking listen to nature dude if you if you can't get out of your head you know something that has taken me a long time to i won't even say master but to realize like how impactful and helpful it is and to incorporate in like my normal order of operations is just like learn to pause yeah right pause and reflect on anything before you do anything just pause and reflect yeah and it's a huge thing. I don't think I would have ever come to realize unless somebody had pointed it out to me that you can just take a moment to listen. Yeah. Or to not do the wrong thing or not do cocaine or play drums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love playing drums, dude. I I was in a psychedelic <laughs> band called Star Spangled Gypsies. All of this makes sense. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah. When I was uh, 17. That's like, so cool. The first time I did acid it was on 17 <laughs> yeah. and then we played together for like three years i was in another psychedelic band called bobby conundrum 
And now, despite being sober, you can still kind of access that part of your brain. Like, you, does that make sense? It's like, the, always a, it's it's always an awakening, like an abstract type of conceptual thinking. Or? Yeah, like there's times where I still fucking you know, like die hard over something where it's like fuck, this is the end all be all type thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But still, there's always the, there's always that moment of reflection where I'm like, wait a minute, I had this experience before. It's like mirrors this one. Maybe they're connected in some way to what what's wrong with me, you know. And I'm able to work on myself from there. Granted, when I was smoking weed all the time, everything was everyone else's fault. You know, it was mm-hmm. never my fault. It wasn't my fault that I went to jail for drinking too much that night. You know, it the was always got in your way. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's a trip to think that way, dude. Yeah. Like, and that's when I knew too. Like, that's that, almost the difference in young and old thinking. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's when you knew. No, that there's something wrong with me. Like, maybe it is alcoholism. Maybe it isn't alcoholism. But. Right. Like I'm making strides in thinking that it is, you know, yeah. rather than thinking that I can get away with things still, you know, and getting, getting away with things doesn't mean in any like tangible way. It's just me getting away with this thinking that I'm the perfect person and like everyone else around me is flawed. You know, mm-hmm. it's like way fucking better feeling to think that I'm flawed and that everyone else is just doing their job, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, cause the only one of them, you have any control over right boom that's a uh, damn i should add that to that part huh it's all good <laughs> it's all good dude we're here to reflect and talk and grow and it's uh, there's no pressure here yeah dude that's what but i like about your podcast too is that like you know on our podcast we try not to talk about comedy yeah like stand up and stuff but with this podcast it's like yeah you're fucking able to like put down the gas pedal on serious dude you know what i mean i like it well good man i'm glad i got one fan out there fuck yeah dude you guys if i haven't said this enough it would mean the world to me if you subscribed, rated, and left some comments. So, Or just even just message me with any information that you might have about your interpretation of whether or not this is good. What, what will you do if somebody told you to film it? Uh, you know, <laughs> I've had a couple people approach me about yeah. that. Like, I, I know that uh, Joel wants to uh, film his eventually at the Chatterbox, I think. Joel? Joel Romero? Yeah. Wait, film his what? He wants to do an episode, and he wants to. Film oh, it. He, he, oh, you're gonna. We have even talked Joel about possibly going to the middle of Salton Sea because it's like quarantine right now. Dude, Joel loves the Salton Sea. It looks beautiful. First I know, off, but it's so like, funny because, like, in the middle of quarantine, this whole yeah. because he comes over our apartment all the time. Yeah, he's an awesome dude, bro. Man. Joel is fucking one of my currently right now one of my best friends, dude. If you uh, have seen any of the beautiful videos advertising, yeah. Any of the comedy shows that I do or the Chatterbox. Oh, he does all your comedy videos? Yeah. Um, He's done some really beautiful ones, man. Including the one that I posted the other day with Dean Delray from one of our old uh, Long Beach Laughings. Those are all made by Joel. Are you ever going to have Joshua Watt on? Yeah, I want him to. I hit him up too. Um, It's just a weird time, you know, because of uh, the quarantine and all that. And like doing my best to make this as safe as possible. Yeah. We are technically socially distancing. Yeah. We're 20 feet down. away right now, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it's tough. It's a weird time. Yeah, dude. Josh has something that I would fucking love for him to release. And he worked on it, dude, for a long while. What? It's called, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's called Open Mic Mixtape. And I think it's because it involves somebody else that he's not really friends with anymore. Oh, okay. But, dude, it's he has the worst footage of me fucking st- like trying to stop smoking weed and like doing ridiculous shit on stage where I was like screaming at Josh Michaels one day 
And like, just like, cause he wasn't listening. Was this like a behind the scenes documentary or what? Yeah. He was doing this. He would just always be filming, dude. He yeah. would always be filming. It was me, him and Deshaun raw, you know, super hot fire. Yeah. And Karina too. And young goats, a, a lot of different comedians, you know? Yeah. And he edited it all together and it was so dope. He had like the after effects, like title logo of like open mic mixtape. He worked, he worked it all out and stuff. Cause he, he does editing. Yeah, he actually made a really good video uh, for one of our comedy shows, too. He's, oh, really? Yeah. He's very talented, dude. Very. Ma- everybody you meet in comedy, really, but especially that group. Yeah. You are all actually pretty <laughs> talented. Um, like if you wanted to like create a giant studio, we could all combine pool uh, talents mean, together, and I'm sure we have all the skills there. I don't really want to give anything yeah. away, but that's what Blackstone is, technically. Like We want to have like an all-in-one encompassing production company. Yeah. So like Chad's goal is to film a western. Oh hell or yeah! Produce like a spaghetti western. western style. Or? Yeah, I, I don't know spaghetti western. Uh, not like you know like the slapsticky western type yeah. thing, because we work on a lot of westerns. Like I do a lot of cleaning of the gear because it's all fucking dusty as shit. Yeah, but like that kind of thinking though is like an all encompassing production company of like comics. To like I remember before I did comedy, mm-hmm. I moved to Sherman Oaks thinking that I was going to be in a house full of people that wanted to do sh- film sketches and stuff and that never fucking happened. I did three sketches with them and they're hilarious, but it's still, <laughs> but you know, things, one thing led to another, like 18 people were living in a house at once and Damn, not everyone, yeah, not everyone had the same mindset. And also we were all preoccupied with a lifestyle, you know, and it is what it is. Like things just never got done. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's why too now with sobriety is like I, if I really want to do something, then I have the means of doing it. It's just these other things get in the way of like relationships of like me and my relationship to weed. Like, mm-hmm. I if I if you don't have weed, I'm not gonna hang out with you, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, w- what else is missing there? Like, what what am I not getting from hanging out with this person that really wants to achieve the same echelon that I want to, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, or this this. Uh, I don't know, degree of creativity that I want. I don't know. I don't know why I started talking about sobriety again. No, it's okay. Because <laughs> it means something to you, dude. Because yeah. it you know, was the changing part of your life that, or the, it seems like it was the missing ingredient in your life to get you to like yeah. get to that next level. Because, uh, yeah, man, I remember, you, no offense, but I remember smoking uh, was like a common thing that I'd see you be doing when yeah. I'd show up at like the hideaway. And, uh, I got to say, like, you seem way happier now than when you did were back then. Not <laughs> yeah. to be uh, judgmental or anything, but, like, just I can see there's no baggage on you. Yeah. You seem, like, uh, more free to be yourself and, like, like you mentioned, free to be vulnerable. Yeah. Because I think before, maybe uh, without even realizing, you'd kind of put on a tough front. Because you're, like, one of, uh, one of the more advanced comedians in my mind, you know, um, at least back then for sure. Um and like I remember, I think maybe you wanted to keep that man on the mountain position, and sometimes that realizing maybe you came off a little like well, yeah, insecure, I, I, I love now. being I love being standoffish with people. Yeah. It's confrontations like I love it, but but it's also because it's like you know, I don't know, I don't know why I do that, but I've always just been that way. I think we all do that without <laughs> realizing it. You yeah. know, some people a little more. Um, I like the point is it, like. I can see just in your affect, like you're a way different yeah. person now than when I first met you and you're like open yeah. and you're getting shit done <laughs> and 
I'm proud of you, man. It's happy or not proud of you. It sounds like like you're my stepson, but you know, yeah. uh, yeah, no, it, it's like, cool to see. Cause I remember it's the awesome first time, see, man. I remember the first time I ever talked to you, you yeah. were brand new in comedy yeah. and you were like trying to soak up all this information. And I remember, oh, dude, I asked too many questions. No, dude, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I remember yeah. people saying like, fucking, Hey, he's still talking about whatever you like, you know, meaning that day. I'm not talking about all the time yeah. that day though. And it's like, but bro, it's like, that's important. Like I'm teaching myself in talking to you about what, right. what you should do. Like I'm, I'm learning just as much as I'm trying to tell you something. Right. And clarifying your ideas of yeah. what is your, yeah. Elevating your own knowledge of the subject. Cause I like, I hate open micers that come into a scene or something and they act like we, like they have something to say. Yeah. Right. But if you're asking questions, it's like, dude, I, I, I'm willing to do that. You know, like I'm willing to answer questions about whatever the fuck you're curious about. Be in mind. There's all, or keep in mind too. If you're starting out in comedy, <laughs> there's just going to be people that aren't going to like you and they're going to be all. rude to you. But um, if you steep, if you keep coming around, yeah, then dude, like you'll 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 develop a relationship with the people that you always see naturally. Right, right, right. But don't try to force one on, like exactly. This is trying to like communicate. Like you can't worry too much about anybody if they don't care for you. Whatever, move on. There's plenty of other people that will. Uh, there's some people that just, for whatever reason, it's just not going to work, and that's okay. Yeah, you don't have to please everybody. That's a that's a huge thing in sobriety too, right? Yeah, people pleasing. Yeah, I'm a people pleaser for sure, dude. Dude, same here. <laughs> it's a hard thing to not be. <laughs> if everybody out there is listening to this podcast, I'm willing to bet to some degree you are a people pleaser. Really look into what that is and like analyze that behavior. Realize how much fear is like motivating it. It might be a huge, huge shift in your life. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's get wrapped up. Um, before we get going, are there any closing words? Favorite quotes, places, points of interest, anything you want to promote? Hmm. You know, I went to uh, Malibu a couple days ago. Right on. Um, Las Virgenes. It's like a street leading into Malibu Canyon or whatever. And then there's a street called Piuma. And there's a lot of lookouts off Piuma. And it's amazing, dude. This is off the 101? Off the 101 in Las Virgenes. Last virgin is or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah right but then, that whole area, dude, is like, it's so amazing, dude. Like, it's insane to just look at it. It's also like the Vasquez Rocks in Aguadulce. Oh, man. The, yeah, that, there's some beautiful, yeah. unexplored areas up there. I, I love all those places. I, I usually go to shoot there, like in those different places, but being up there is like, why don't I come up here for fucking my own, like, sanity, dude? Like, this is. Telling you, drive out to the middle of nowhere, get lost, and you'd be amazed at some of the cool stuff you find out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, me and my grandpa drove to uh, Florida when I was 17. That's too much. Just kidding. (laughs) Oh, dude. That's a long ride, man. That's cool. It's amazing, man. And my grandpa recently passed, like, in January. So that's, like, awesome to have, like, that kind of... Memory? Yeah. Because he asked me on on a whim, you want to leave this Saturday with me for a month, basically? And I was, cool. I was like, yeah, I got to ask my fucking mom, but I'll go. And me, him, and my grandma went for a month to visit my Uncle Don. And I watched, like, a space shuttle take off. Oh, dude, that's dude, It was amazing. But, yeah. Well, yeah if just you're out there, go explore. Go explore, <laughs> dude. Go fucking go west of the 405 
And there's so many different mountainous ranges and every uh, mountainous ranges. That's not a word. It's okay. No, I'm an idiot. No, uh, but there's plenty of mountain ranges. There's plenty of things to see, dude. And like whatever it says to you, listen, you know what I mean? Very good point. All right, man. Uh, Before we get going, is there a song that means a lot to you that everybody should go and look up that I'm going to throw on the podcast playlist on YouTube? There's a song that I I want to say, but I don't want people to go look. I mean, I want them to go look it up, but if you're going to put it on a playlist, it's not really like a playlist song. It's called The Waterfront. Well, all it has to be is a song that has some sort of meaning to you, man. Yeah, dude. There's a song called The Waterfront by John Lee Hooker. Yeah. And it's about, to me, what I interpret it as is uh, the feeling of not belonging. And it's uh, it's an amazing song. It, granted, it's very fucking sad and slow. It's all right. But it's, it's like. It speaks to you. It'll speak to someone else, man. Yeah. The imagery, everything about it, if you dissect it, it's basically about w- wanting what other people have, one, and like the feeling of just being alone and lost. And it's it's dope. It's deep. The right, waterfront. Man. The waterfront by John Lee Hooker. I wonder the waterfront. All right. Well, you heard it here. Wait, first, I'm gonna guys. sing the whole song. You're gonna <laughs> sing the whole kidding. song for us. All right. No. Now you heard it here first, guys. Uh, on the waterfront, John Lee Hooker. The waterfront. Yeah. The waterfront. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. No. Um, My bad. All right. Well. I want to thank you again for coming on here, Gerardo. Gerardo. I, I know. I called People you your that. Instagram handle. Uh, no, that's fine, dude. I'm sure. Anyway, though. It's nice. good promotion, dude. Right, yeah. It's good talking to you as always, Gerardo. Man. Yeah, dude. It's awesome to see how far you've grown. <laughs> and I'm sure you're going to keep going further and further. Yeah, man. Thank and, you. Yeah, I can't wait to see where we're at in a couple of years, man. And we got to have you on our podcast, dude. I know we did before. Yeah, my bad on that one. No, I kinda, it's our bad. Yeah. Whenever, man. Whenever. Yeah. I'd love to. But, uh even if not, no rush. It's, it was always a pleasure having you here, and it's always a pleasure talking to you, man. Yeah, bro. Thank you very much. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Danny Franks. Walks of Life. Walk, walk, walk.